Hello, and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show where we double, double toil and trouble you with our endless rambles. Mm, That's my best one yet. That's really good. I was, can I just tell you that I was really proud of myself when I I, wrote that? I love it. (laughs) I love every part of it. Uh, So you can maybe see where this theme is going. We're really hitting you guys with some some fall-ish vibes here. It's, oh, yeah. Today is Memorial Day. Um, we've done like a back-to-back recording weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's May 31st. Yeah, we're taking advantage of our paying jobs letting us have today off. Oh, yeah. It was a long road. It has been a long road. Damn, dude. The I, spring is a weird-ass fucking time. And I think, well, our next holiday will be 4th of July. Mm-hmm. What day of the week is 4th of July on this year? Let's I don't see. Know. Is it a Monday? It It's probably like a fucking Tuesday. That's probably what it is. That's how it goes. It's Sunday. It's a Sunday? Yeah. You'll probably have Monday off. Yeah. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. But Halloween this year is on Sunday. Oh, that's such a bummer. I just think Halloween should be officially changed to, like, the last Saturday of October. Yeah. Kind of like a Thanksgiving situation. Yeah. Because there is nothing worse than on a Tuesday rushing home from work to wrestle your kids into costumes and only take them out for a couple of hours to get back home and get baths and get to bed so they can go to school the next day. Yeah. That's so dumb. Yeah. It's such a bummer. It, that is such a bummer. I have noticed that the, like, community events, when they do, like, the trunk or treat or whatever, Wait. usually... I've never actually been to one of those things. Me either. It sounds lame as shit. I just... It's not the same anymore. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, when we take the kids out, there is hardly anyone walking yeah. Around with their kids to trick or treat door to door. Yeah. I think I understand it's safe, safer to do like the trunk or treats, but that's boring. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I haven't taken a kid trick or treating ever in my life. Halloween is just kind of lame now. Yeah. I mean, this year was our second Halloween here, but I think. 2019 Halloween, we were not home on Halloween. Mm -hmm. I think we were gone. Uh, So this 2020 was the first year in our house that we were home on Halloween. Yeah. But it was 2020. Like, trick-or-treating wasn't happening. Yeah, last year was... I got candy in the event that someone came over, but no one did. Yeah. Which, then we just sat in our living room and ate the candy and watched Halloween. Yeah. So the new, the 2008 one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's just kind of sad and lame. Yeah. Can we get back to like legitimate Halloween? I just remember growing up because Cheyenne lived in that neighborhood that's popping in this town. Yeah. And it was just horde like you couldn't drive through that neighborhood yeah like we just completely filled the streets yeah there were no parents anywhere Mm -hmm. and it was amazing yeah 
and it was dark as shit. It was usually raining. Mm-hmm. But now that the, you just don't see that. Yeah. I remember being in high school and the town I went to high school in um, is super small. But we obviously knew where all the teachers that actually lived in our town, mm-hmm. we, of course, knew where they all lived. Right. So in high school, we would, well, not senior year, we were doing like other shit. <laughs> But, like, sophomore year when a few of us had just gotten our license, I didn't because I was the youngest, but we would ride around and go to our teachers' houses and make them give us candy. And there was always, like, a shit ton of kids. Yeah. Like, everywhere. everywhere. Costumes everywhere. Like, I'm a mom now, so I don't necessarily want my kids walking around by themselves. Right. But, um, just take your kids trick-or-treating. Yeah, I mean, when I was young, and my siblings and I would dress up and go trick-or-treating, we never walked around the town by ourselves. My yeah, mom I mean, they would... were always in the distance somewhere. Yes, my mom and my stepdad or my dad and my stepmom, whichever one had us, mm-hmm. would be in the car following us. Yeah. <laughs> and we would be walking. Yeah. Cheyenne was a box of Fruit Loops once for Halloween. Nice. She couldn't, like, walk up the stairs because her legs were through, like, holes in mm-hmm. a cardboard box. It was amazing. Yeah. Um. But you don't see shit like that either. No. I am always very excited when Caden wants to be something scary. Mm-hmm. And I'd say most of his Halloweens, he's been something creepy. Yeah. And it just makes me so proud. I have this video of him. Ugh, I don't know. It's not in my Google photos anymore because I have an iPhone. Mm. He was three and he was a zombie. That's cute. And it was a super easy, you know, and he still had his long hair. So like he had the stocking cap on that with like holes in it and it was like hair, his hair was sticking out. And he was in his car seat, and we were listening to Korn's version of This is Halloween on oh. the way to my sister's house. And he's just in the back seat, like, headbanging, singing the song. And I was like, <laughs> I love you so much. That's amazing. But I can't remember what I dressed up as the last time I went trick-or-treating. I was probably maybe fifth grade, like 10, mm-hmm. the last time I went to trick-or-treating. Because then I I had outgrown it at that point. Yeah, I don't know how old I was last time I went. I know. It might have been the year Cheyenne and I were Siamese twins. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. But we still went trick-or-treating after that for a little bit, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We just weren't dressed up. Yeah. And I also, people get so butthurt about that. Yeah, when you aren't dressed up and you're like, trick-or-treating. just give them some fucking candy and yeah, move on with your I life. Yeah, I mean, if you're 17 and you're popping up, like, if you're rolling up to my house in your own car yeah, and you're trying to get some candy and you're not dressed up, yeah, all right, it's a no from me, but, like, <laughs> no. But if you're 13, right, like, I will give you candy. Yeah, here's a candy bar. Just make good choices. Make Yeah, please, please make good choices. Uh, always have a buddy. Do not go alone. No. And just say no. To passerby. Yep. If an adult approaches you in a vehicle and asks if you need a ride. Say no. Just say no. Yeah. Or don't respond. Yeah. Or pop out your mace that you're carrying in your pocket Mm -hmm. and be like, excuse me, come any closer. These are going right in your eyeballs. Yeah. Or like silly string. 
Oh, they could silly string them. That would be hilarious. I'll silly string you. I'm not afraid. Like double silly string. Yeah. Just one in each hand. Yeah. Parents, arm your children with silly string. Like high action silly string. Like industrial strength silly string. <laughs> like 500 PSI silly string. <laughs> so it it's gonna hurt, but it's not chemicals. It's just gonna piss them <laughs> off so bad. Yeah. They're gonna have a bruise on their cheek from the They're silly gonna be string. disoriented. <laughs> and crash their car, maybe. I feel like I'd have better aim with silly string than like pepper spray. Yeah, because there's you always run the risk of it just dispersing in the air and, and getting on getting, you. Yeah. But keep your pepper spray. Yeah, that's Please. that's still a necessity. But if you're like all I have is silly string. It might work. It might work. We, we're going to have to try this. Speaking of silly string, there is a video on Facebook, I believe, of Lauren silly stringing me. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> when we lived together. It was, I, I took it very well. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, there you go. Before we get into our episode... Go to our TikTok and click follow. Hell yeah. And then watch every video that's already up. A couple times. A couple times. You know, close the app out, go back in. Um, you know, just keep it on while you're folding laundry. Yep. Whatever you may be doing. That's right. And the Instagram, just follow us. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah. We're not like one of those Instagram accounts that's going to just bombard your page or no, your feed. No, there's like two posts a week. Yeah, it's very low, low risk. Yeah, it's just there. It's almost non-committal. Yeah, 100%. So. 100%. And our email, whatifitoldyoupodcast at gmail.com, is always open because we want to hear from your beautiful faces 100% of the time. Yes. Um, Because all we get is fucking Google alerts for UFOs and Skinwalker Ranch. We still be getting those Google alerts. At least, I would say we get two UFOs and two skinwalkers a day. Yes. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Which is fine. That's, yeah. I don't read them. I only read them if we're going to compile it into an episode. Yeah. yeah. So, it's noon time. Well, it's not noon. It's almost two now. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we have a lunch nook. We have a lunch nook today, and it's glorious. Costa Vida. Hell yeah. It never, ever disappoints me. No. And I don't know whoever's listening, if you even have a Costa Vida where you're at. Yeah, they're pretty, like, rare. Yeah, but you should Google it and see, and if you do, go eat there. That's right. And if you don't have one near you, plan a road trip around where the nearest Costa Vida to you is. Yeah, I'd road trip to Costa Vida. Yeah. I mean, Dakota and I went to Chicago to go to Lock Alone. Well, there you go. a coffee shop. There you go. I mean, there's tons of shit in Chicago to do, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's why we went. Yeah, I mean, don't road trip here for Costa Vida. Find one close to some sightseeing places. Yeah. I mean, if if you're listening to this and it's way in the future and it's fall... Yeah, it's pretty here. It's pretty here in the fall. That's it. That's the only time it's pretty here. That's right. In the summer, it's just green. Green and humid as fuck. It's really humid. It snows in the winter. I like the snow. 
I like the snow. But this time of year, ugh. It's just rainy. It's like Dakota always says, it's like we live in Seattle without the cool shit to do. <laughs> yeah, I like rain, but like I either want it to be actively raining or just sunny. Mm-hmm. It's been raining for like two weeks. Yeah, it's been raining for... Just like slightly. Yeah. It's really annoying. It's really, yeah, it's getting old. This is what I like. I like whenever you have about one whole day where it's consistently raining steadily. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, it's sunny. Yeah. And then it's sunny for several weeks, and then you get another rain day. Yeah, I like that. That's I just really like it when it's pouring down rain. Yeah. The whole thunder, lightning, rain. Yeah, I definitely want some thunder and lightning in there. I also kind of like the exhilaration of, like, the tornado warning watch situation. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy the... It's that heightened level of awareness. I think as Midwesterners... We all enjoy it. I think you're right. Yes. I think the majority of us here in the Midwest, tornado season is like a sporting event. Oh, yeah. It is. We all run. They say take shelter now and everyone runs outdoors. Outside. We're all guilty of it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, how else are you going to know if it's actually coming towards <laughs> yeah. you? How am I going to know it's here if I can't see it? In the sky. Yeah. As long as the sky isn't green yet, you're good. You're good. I love that. Um, Lauren and I, when we lived in, in our duplex, with well, Dakota lived with us as, as well. I don't know why I'm excluding him from this equation. The three of us lived in the duplex. Um, we saw a tornado come out of the sky right down the street from our house. Fucking A. Yeah. And our, our neighbor was from Oklahoma. And Oklahoma is like... That's like the Super Bowl of tornado season. Mm -hmm. They always get the monster tornadoes yeah. down there. And that's where they come from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And by the time they get here, they're just like, eh, I'm kind of tired now. Yeah, which is great. Which is fine. Um, although I could remodel the upstairs of this house. And if a tornado came and just like took out that that part, I wouldn't be sad. Um, just leave my books alone. You know. You think yeah. he would be that considerate? I'm assuming the tornado is a mm -hmm. he, but I don't know. I would, yeah, I feel that. It has very male energy. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> I was going to say something really bad. <laughs> I think you oh, can shit. kind of see. I mean, tornadoes are shaped very phallic. <laughs> Oh, no. Anyway, so the guy from Oklahoma, I have a photo. I think Lauren actually is the one who took it, and she's obviously sent it to me. Either way, I still have it. Mm -hmm. And you can see in the photo, it's just coming, like, the the cyclone is just coming straight down. Mm -hmm. And then you see our neighbor's face. His name was Ross. And he just looks like, the look on his face is of pure joy. <laughs> Like, his face is a little flushed, and he's smiling super big, and his eyes are really big. <laughs> he looks like it's 
It's Christmas morning for him. <laughs> That's amazing. We might have to post it on our Instagram. You should try to like get him to find him. Oh shit! Do you know his last name? No. Oh, that'll be hard to find him. Yeah, it will be. And he was older than us, so I he might not even be yeah like, on the web at all. Damn. I know. But it was like a wild day. I did manage to get the ice cream into the freezer before we had to do like the tornado protocol. Yeah. That's good. It did not melt. I would have just taken it down with me. Well, we didn't have a basement. We straight up fucking left. Oh, okay. I would have taken it with me still. What if your freezer would have got wrecked? Well, it was a risk we were willing to take. But we got in Lauren's car and drove around and watched the tornado. Hell yeah. It was was fucking awesome. That was a great day. One way to do it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have tornado stories? I'm sure yeah. you do. Tell us your tornado stories. We want to hear it. Okay. There's no mail, um, and there's not really a Chip's Corner. Yeah, because we just did Chip's Corner like yeah. two days ago. So sorry, Chip. Love you, though. Chip, we need you to get a backlog of Chip's Corner. Yeah, we're really going to need you to just predict what we're going to be talking about weeks yeah. in advance. Yeah. Um, So we can get that all coordinated. Yeah, if we are going to be pre-recording, you also need to be keeping up with us. We need to get Chip here. We still haven't rescheduled that. I know, I know. We're fucking remiss. Chip, Horde. just come on over. So, the moment you've all been waiting for. Today, we are talking about the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. What we're going to talk about in October? No idea, because we're doing it all now. I'm fine with it. I know. we're do- I was straight up thinking about that whenever I was putting these two episodes together. I was like, these would be really great for Halloween. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's fine. We've never really said this out loud, but I think everyone could kind of assume that we love witches. I Yeah, you have to have assumed that. Like all shapes and forms and kinds. Yeah, we're we into them. it. Yeah. We will, of course, conduct some more genealogy research to see whether or not we are actually descended from Salem witches. We obviously hope we are. So we'll have to see. Yeah. I feel like the odds are probably good. I mean, maybe. I don't don't know. I don't know. We got to get on it. We got to figure this out. It's not like we have anything else to do. Yeah, that's true. Nothing. Nope. Because it will not stop fucking raining. Exactly. <laughs> we can't even get a tornado out of this shit. I haven't seen lightning at all. I need some action. <sighs> Jesus. I need, Jesus, please. I need some panic. I know. I want to get the cats and the dog and the kids in the basement. I know. <laughs> as Never long- forget. Oh my God. So the last time, it was probably last year, that we were in the basement. Oh, yeah. Because there were active sirens. Um, I remember, because usually in that situation, I have, like, the Facebook live feed of whatever news weather station is on. So Mm -hmm. I can know where the tornado actually is. Right. And um, 
there was like a thing that came on there and it was like a really good idea for when that's happening is especially if you have little kids like put their bike helmets on them and I was like oh shit that is a really good idea and so I like said that out loud and Keegan and I started looking around the basement like we the kids aren't wearing helmets when you know they do stuff like that and there was just like one sitting on the shelf (laughs) (laughs) we like looked at each other because there was just one helmet and two kids and we were like what do we do (laughs) and so neither of them got it so well there you go gotta get bike helmets yeah fuck was it a scenario where it would have only fit one of them like no i think it would have fit both of them okay well shit yeah it was awkward that is awkward that's like some like action movie type shit there. That's like apocalyptic type shit. Like yeah. it's life and death for all of us and we can only save one. Right. What do we do? <sighs> Rock, paper, scissors this shit. <laughs> Let fate decide. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna let uh Maddie take this away. Mm. Okay, so um something that I'm sure a lot of people maybe don't even know is who actually were the Salem witches. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless you're out here constantly reading The Crucible by Arthur Miller, you just simply don't know. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows about the gist of the Salem witch trials. Yes. But you don't really know what they're happened. Not, yeah, they're not out here talking about specific people no. who were accused. No. So we're going to start off, because really, they're the victims here. Yeah. And all of this. So we're going to tell you who they were. So there were a lot of people, like hundreds of people in this time frame accused of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. But these are the ones that were the first ones, the forerunners of the whole situation. Yeah. So you have Bridget Bishop, Tituba. Now, Tituba doesn't have a surname because she happened to be a slave from the Caribbean of one of the families in the story. Mm-hmm. So, Tituba. And then Sarah Good and her four-year-old daughter, Sarah Osborne, Martha Corey, and her husband, and Rebecca Nurse. So, these women and the one man were the really the big names of mm-hmm. the trials. So they are going to feature heavily in our story. We're going to talk about each one of these people later, but those are the main main characters here. And they're also like if you read the play The Crucible, which is based on the Salem witch trials, which you probably did in high school, did you? Maybe, I don't know. I bet you did read The Crucible. It's kind of like required reading for most high yeah. schools is to read that play. Uh, there's also a movie based on the play, and Winona Ryder is in it. I've never remember, seen it. I don't remember who she plays in that film. I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a good movie. I should have fucking watched it before we recorded it. Would have been a good idea. <laughs> I did watch Practical Magic a few days ago. Well, that one that is one of my very favorite movies. It is so good. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman fucking kill it. 
I mean, every time. Every single time. I want to, I'm freaking, I want to live in that house. Uh, First of all. Yeah. I want to have two ants like that. Me too. How? We did not hit the genetic lottery. Clearly. Mom, are we descended from witches? Please just tell me the truth. Or lie if the if the right answer is no. <laughs> we must figure this out. We must. Okay. So those are the people that we'll be talking about. But first, before we actually talk about the trials themselves, we really need to set the tone because there was a certain attitude towards witchcraft mm-hmm. at the time that... It, you know, led to the events that we're going to talk about. Right. So we're going to give you the background on the witchcraft hysteria, and it runs like 300 years deep. So it's deep. <laughs> it's a real deep. So belief in the supernatural, especially belief in the devil imbuing humans with powers to harm other people in exchange for their loyalty to Satan himself, was rampant in Europe. Europe as a general idea, like Western Europe, as early as the 14th century, and persisted long enough to be widespread in New England. So Mm -hmm. from like the 14th century all the way through to the 18th century. So like 400 years, really. So that's a long fucking time yeah, for people is. to just be like hysterical about witchcraft. Just get over yourself. Yeah. What? That's ridiculous. And it all revolves Come around on. the it's devil. Fucking fourteen hundred. Yeah, get you have it together. You have bigger problems. The plague is happening. <laughs> yeah. Why do you care about witchcraft? When you're gonna bathe next? Yeah. Uh. Hello. Shit is literally in the streets. Yeah. This this is why you have the plague. The fact that you don't have soap. Yeah. You got the plague and you have cholera running around because people can't seem to not shit in the street. (laughs) And you're worried about witches and the devil. Sort out your priorities. (laughs) That really is literally the shit is why those diseases like really ran rampant okay so in that roughly 300 400 years that the witch hysteria existed tens of thousands of people were executed specifically for witchcraft the exact number isn't and really can't be determined but the estimate that i read in multiple articles said tens of thousands that can be anywhere from 10,000 to 50,000. Yeah, infinite, really. <laughs> yeah, tens of thousands. <laughs> Thank you. That's really, really. How many tens? Yeah. Tens of tens of thousands? Like 100 tens of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Jesus Christ. We are coming over on the Mayflower, if you will, from Europe to New England. And obviously, life in rural Puritan New England, specifically the 
community of Salem Village. Now, there's two Salems. Please don't get confused. There's Salem Village, Salem Town. Salem Village is really where the bulk of what is happening takes place. So it's a rural community. It's a heavily Puritan religious community. And also, it's like the 1600s at this point. It's tough to just be alive. <laughs> yeah. You make it past 24, you're... Fucking killing it. Yeah. It's so... Everything about being in this community at this time is tough. I am so glad I didn't exist then. Could you imagine that? Um, If I had to be in America... Then I'm going to go ahead and pass. Oh, hard pass. I think that I could really thrive in like 18th century Europe. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like Jane Austen times and Charles Dickens and Oscar Wilde. I could get down in 18th century Europe. Yeah. Definitely not 17th century America. But how often were they bathing then? Um, if you are an aristocrat, probably weekly. Okay. We're so getting there. We're, we're getting closer to appropriate You're bathing. You're at least performing more like sink showers at that point. Yeah. With you, your little fancy pitcher and shit. You've got the sink and the pitcher of water daily. Yeah. But the full body bath. Because there's, there's still not soap at this point. Oh, there is soap. Okay. When did that come into the picture? Maybe think, like 16th, 17th century? No, I think we had soap. <laughs> I don't think they were using soap in the um, 15th century. Let's let's check this out. When was soap a thing? <laughs> oh, soap making as early as 2800 B.C., We've been, been having soap, yo. I don't believe this. Google never lies. <laughs> when was soap first used? 2800 BC. This is Wikipedia. Type all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty history of soap. Ugh. What is real soap? Soaphistory.net. Son of a bitch. <laughs> See, this is deep. <laughs> yeah, for at least 5,000 years we've been using soap. Soap facts. Then why, soap history. Then why did we wait so long to bathe? I don't think it was... Um, I think it was because a lot of people just did not have indoor plumbing. That, I think, is the thing. They didn't I don't really have, care. They didn't have plumbing. <laughs> so how are you getting water... How are you getting a whole tub of water to submerge your body in? They maybe probably didn't have money to buy soap. Whatever it took. Yeah, that was the least of their worries, probably. And just think, because most people, like, actually worked physically somehow. Oh, yeah. Physical labor. In the coal mines, can you imagine? You're shoveling coal all day and you just go home and sleep in your bed. Covered in coal dust. I have to move on from this. (laughs) I'm so glad we could answer your soap questions. Um, Anyway. (laughs) I don't know where I was, but I'm just going to go back into the outline because that got crazy. 
Um, so Salem Village is present day Danvers, Massachusetts. Um, so they were struggling not only with the fact that soap was scarce. So they've only been in the colonies for not that long. Mm -hmm. So like early 1600s is when they get to the colonies. Right. And it's 1689-ish when we're kind of picking up the story. And there had just been a war between Britain and France in the American colonies around 1689. And also, smallpox. They're struggling with smallpox. So they've got war, smallpox, fear of attacks from... The Native American tribes, because these dicks had just stolen all the Native American land. Right. Fucking colonization, my man. It's never a good idea. Gross. So gross. And they were also had a longstanding rivalry with the more affluent community of Salem Town. It really bugs me that they did that. Yeah. What the fuck? Pick a different name. Salem Village. Spell Salem it backwards. Town. Yes. What is that backwards? Melos. <laughs> Melos. Um, so Salem Town is present day Salem. Okay. So awesome. So all of this shit is piling up, probably literally and metaphorically. So there was just all this tension, all of this weirdness happening, and they mm-hmm. decided, well, let's accuse people of being fucking witches, I guess. Not really sure how one leads into the other. Why not? But why not, you know? Uh, Let's just keep stirring the pot here. (laughs) Let's get real fucking weird with it. (laughs) So, as a community, Salem Village did have a real fear and suspicion of outsiders and of their neighbors. So they were suspicious all around. I mean, I can't blame them. They were side-eyeing everyone. I side-eye everyone. I do as well. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. So, around this time, we see the fad of witch hunting and prosecution happening in Europe, but also at this point, it's kind of fading out in Europe, but it's gaining momentum here. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, all of the colonies are really new. They're fledgling. They're, and news does not travel fast across the Atlantic Ocean. Right. So they're just now getting the word that witches be out here crazy. Yeah. They're like, oh, shit, they're here too, <laughs> for sure. Oh, shit, yeah. So they're t- coming to the party late, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. they come with real gusto. Mm-hmm. And... Part of this fear can be attributed somewhat to a book titled Against Modern Seducism by Joseph Glanville. This book, I think, is the culprit of a lot of what's happening. Could be. It was their form of media. Yeah. Yes, right. So his book claimed that he could prove the existence of supernatural beings such as witches and ghosts. And a lot of it centered on the devil and Satan, of course. Mm -hmm. So that book 
got really popular and everyone's like, shit, Satan is out here infecting everyone. 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 So we we got to get a handle on this. Uh, so that's like the the gist the of gist, where it came from. The gist of where it came from. The origins of mass witch hysteria. Yes. Okay. So here's a little bit more background on the two Salems. That's very annoying. It is really annoying. Um, and this is pretty, this part's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. So in 1689, English rulers William and Mary started a war with France and the American colonies, like we stated before. And this was known as King William's War to Colonists, and it ravaged regions of upstate New York, Nova Scotia, and Quebec. And it actually sent some refugees into the county of Essex, and specifically Salem Village in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. So Salem Village is present-day Danvers. Colonial Salem Town is what is now Salem. Just to be clear. Just so no one is confused. Damn. So this displaced people and created a strain on Salem's resources, of course. And it also aggravated the existing rivalry between families with ties to the wealth of the Port of Salem and those who still depended on the agriculture. Very boring. Very boring. Controversy also brewed over Reverend Samuel Paris, who became Salem Village's first ordained minister in, in 1689. I did the same thing when writing this. I what kept I? thinking 1968. <laughs> <laughs> and he was disliked because of his rigid ways and greedy nature. Son of a bitch. Like, what way do they want people to act here? Well, they don't want them to be rigid or greedy, obviously. And they don't want them to be not rigid and greedy because then they'll call them a witch. They'll, yeah, or a whore, or both. Yeah. You know what really makes me sad is that uh, the name Paris with two R's is part of, like, my family. Oh. Oh, he might want to research that. Fuck. Damn it. My grandma's maiden name is Paris with two R's. Mm-hmm. Ask her about it. I might be on the wrong side of the Salem Witch Trials. She might know. She might know. It's not like it was that long ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the Puritan villagers believed all of the quarreling was the work of the devil. Of course it was. Everything bad is the work of the devil because humans aren't responsible for anything. Absolutely not. The devil's hands are in all of it. Now we're going to go on to the events of what we know as the Salem Witch Trials. Finally. Finally. The good shit. So in January 1692, nine-year-old Elizabeth Betty Paris, who was the daughter of Samuel Paris, the greedy minister. Yeah. And 11-year-old Abigail Williams, who was the niece of old Sam, and he was the minister of Salem Village. They began having fits And this included, like, violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. (laughs) So I would say for a 9 and 11-year-old is a little weird. I agree. I I think 
But then, they're also existing in 1692. Yeah. I in mean. Salem Village. Yeah. It seems a little, little off there. Yeah. I No wonder there were people that were concerned. Right. Right. So. So William Griggs, who was a local doctor, actually diagnosed them with bewitchment. Yeah, it was a real disease back then. It was. <laughs> and then other girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms, including Ann Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. So many. So many. So in late February, arrest warrants were issued for the Paris Caribbean slave, Tatuba along with two other women who were the homeless beggar Sarah Good and the poor elderly Sarah Osborne, whom the girls accused of bewitching them. So, so it's what, all kind of coming together. It's all coming together. So what we're really seeing here is that the people who are being accused of bewitchment or being witches are marginalized people, marginalized women specifically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Tatuba is a slave. So she was the f- very first person they suspected, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, whatever, fucking ridiculous. And then Sarah Good is homeless and a beggar, and Sarah Osborne is poor. Of course, they're not going to accuse someone affluent. And wealthy, Mm -hmm. who was upstanding in the community at this point. That's so stupid. It's real cool. It's like, really, the whole thing is stupid. The whole thing is incredibly stupid. Especially how it began. Yeah. They're having fit. It sounds like they're having seizures. Yeah. Or just being the worst. Or just being really terrible nine-year-old girls. But, (sighs) I mean, benefit of the doubt, they're having seizures and the doctor's like, you know what? They're bewitched. Yeah. I wonder what they would have done if they were little boys. How would they have diagnosed them then? They would definitely not have said they're bewitched. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's an interesting way to think about it. There are a, a few men eventually who are accused of being witches. Mm-hmm. But it's really only because of their affiliation to their wives. Right. So, really, the people who are accused of being witches in this scenario are women. Yeah. So, only women can be witches. I feel like if they were boys, they would have been sent to, like, a ministry somewhere or something. Yes, they would have. Or, yes, something of that nature. So, now we're coming to the actual trials themselves. So, the three accused witches, that being Tatuba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne were brought before the magistrates, Jonathan Corwin and John Hawthorne, and they were questioned. Now, during their questioning, their accusers, the little girls, appeared in the courtroom at the same time, and they gave a grand display of their spasms, screaming, writhing around on the ground, contorting themselves. It was a very grandiose event. Yeah, super weird. 
And Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne both continually denied their guilt of, of being witches. Mm-hmm. But Tatuba did eventually confess. Now, obviously, it's incredibly... I'm not even going to use the term likely. Clearly, she confessed in order to save herself from certain conviction and probable execution. Yeah. So she's she knows that if she confesses, it's more likely that she will save herself from being executed. Yeah. So in order to get herself more of an advantage, she also starts acting as an informer. So she claims that there were other witches acting alongside her in the service of Satan against the Puritans. So she's being smart here. Yeah, she's playing into it. She's she's, telling them what they want to hear. She's using their game to save her life. Mm -hmm. So she's doing what you got to do here. And she's like, there's no way that logic is going to convince these people that I'm not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. They are not interested in the truth. No. They're interested in me saying, yes, I'm a witch. And guess what? These people are all witches too. Yeah. And we're all against you. Yeah. So she's turning their narrative to work for herself. Right. So good for you, Tatuba. So... Of course, this increased the hysteria, and it spread through the entire community and outside of the community into the rest of Massachusetts. Um, A number of others ended up being accused, including Martha Corey, Rebecca Nurse. Both were actually upstanding members of the church and community. The four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good. And uh, Giles Corey, who is the husband of Martha Corey. So all of these people, plus many others, were eventually accused. And much like Tituba, several of those accused witches confessed and then named still other people who were (laughs) witches. This was like a snowball effect. And eventually, the trials began to overwhelm the system. Because this is 17th century and... It's, it's just it's just kind of weird, like, how... Why are you saying you're, you're doing this? You're to blame. Mm-hmm. If you weren't in the original line of fire. Yeah. It's, I don't get that. It's crazy. It just... It just... I don't know. It blew up immediately. And the justice system is completely overrun... And so in May of 1692, the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, William Phipps, ordered the establishment of a special court of Oyer, which is to hear the case, and then the the court of Terminer to decide the case. And these were both specific for cases of witchcraft in the counties of Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties. I said counties twice. I'm sorry. So <laughs> this is a whole thing. It's turning into a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the judges who were presiding over these two courts were Hawthorne, who 
was originally a magistrate hearing the cases. So Hawthorne, Samuel Sewell, Sewall, Sewell. What is that? Sewall? Sewall? Maybe? I don't know. Whatever. And William Stoughton. Is that it? Stoughton? Stoughton? <laughs> I don't know. And I just, I guess it could be Sewall. Sewall? Sewall? I don't know. I so said we Sewell. got Hawthorne, Sam, and Bill. Yeah, Hawthorne, <laughs> Sam, and Bill. They're our judges. Um, and the court handed down its first conviction against Bridget Bishop on June 2nd. She was then hanged eight days later on what would become known as Gallows Hill in Salem Town. So Salem Village and Salem Town are now participating in this together, which is wildly ironic Mm -hmm. as one of the reasons was the tension between the two in in the first place. Maybe that's why when you talk about it, it's just the Salem witch trials because it became both. Yeah, because they decided to converge. And they're like, wow, this is stupid. Yeah. That we have the same name. Yeah. What? (laughs) Jesus Christ. So five more people ended up being hanged in July, five more in August, and then eight more in September. So in addition to those, seven other accused witches ended up passing away in jail while the elderly Giles Corey, Martha Corey's husband, was pressed to death by stones after he refused to enter a plea at his arraignment. So it's still today in the court system at your arraignment, you are expected to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. Mm-hmm. And Giles Corey, who was accused of witchcraft along with his wife, at his arraignment, refused to plea at all. I- I'm guessing he was basically like, this is ludicrous. Yeah. And I'm not going to give this any of my attention. Yeah. So he refused to plea, and in an attempt to force him to declare a plea, the court put stones on his chest one by one, hoping that the pressure would make him pick a plea. Well, it didn't. And he ended up being crushed to death. (laughs) I don't know what to say. That. That's insane. That is so insane that he died and wasn't even convicted of a crime. How was that not like murder? What if they still did that shit today? Dude, that would be fucking crazy. Bring out the stones. All right. This guy's being incorrigible. We're going to press him to death. Oh, my God. That is so crazy to me. That is pure fucking insanity. Damn. They were just out here running amok. Who was in charge? No one. No one is in charge here. The colonists were. That's That's why everything went straight to shit. That's right. England is like... England's like the the parents who just refuse to pay attention to their teenage kids. They're like, you go over here into our other house and we're not going to check on you. Yeah. And it just seems like pure, just absolute ridiculousness there. Yeah. All the time. Purely. There was no order. Absolutely not. There was no sound mind. 
in either the town or the village. Absolutely. Fucking A. It was it got out of control immediately. <laughs> okay, so now we're at conclusion and aftermath. We have respected minister Cotton Mather, and he had warned of the dubious value of spectral evidence or testimony of dreams and visions. Um, and his concerns went largely unheeded during the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. Is this person's name Increase? Yes, okay. It's Increase Mathers. <laughs> so we're bringing in Increase Mather, who was president of Harvard College and Cotton Mather's dad. Yep. Um, he actually later joined his son Cotton in urging that the standards of evidence for witchcraft to be equal to those for any other crime. And he concluded that it would be better that 10 suspected witches may escape than one innocent person be condemned. So we finally have someone with their goddamn head on their shoulders here. Yeah, we've got Increase and Cotton. Can we talk about (laughs) Cotton's grandparents and the naming of their child? Increase? I... Was that... A word in the vocabulary, then? I don't know. I don't know. Increase, I, I... like he's a verb? <laughs> Is that a verb? Uh, yes. Okay. I I don't know uh, what is going on with the name Increase Mather. Is there, like, different pronunciation for it? <sighs> Let's see. I'm, like, am I spelling this correct? I don't know. No, I did not. Uh, Uncrease. Excuse me? It's spelled with an I. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uncrease. I don't understand still. I don't like it. Increase Mather. It is increase. (laughs) What the fuck? Increase Mather. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. Whatever. This This has gone too far. So, amid waning public support for the trials, Governor Phipps Dissolved the court of Oyer and Terminer in October and mandated that its successor disregard spectral evidence. Trials continued with dwindling intensity until early 1693. That's a long time. 16, basically all of this shit happened in the year 1692. Yeah. So they had one year of like downright debauchery. That's too long. That is, a, that's too long. But I mean, especially in these people's lives, because they live to be like 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so by May, Phipps had pardoned and released all those in prison on witchcraft charges. Well, Hallelujah. Good job, Phipps. You're a little late to the party. A tiny bit. Um, we just got some dude that had been stoned to death. Or pressed to death. Pre- this dude, not even convicted. These can, can, like stones, or like stones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing they're like boulders. <laughs> I picture them not like boulders, pancake shaped stones. Like you like probably have to stones? pick them up with two hands. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, they're probably not like pebbles. <laughs> that take a long time. Um, Just like pea gravel. (laughs) 
P by P. <laughs> How are you feeling now? Um, oh, now I pictured like paving stones. Okay. I mean, because, yeah. Uh, not that they had paving stones in 1692. It would be hard but... to stack some round ass stones right. on a yeah. body. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> wow. Okay, whatever. That was that went crazy for a second. In January 1697, the Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting for the tragedy of the Salem witch trials. How very thoughtful. Great. Um, the court later deemed that trials unlawful, and the leading justice, Samuel Sowall, publicly apologized for his role in the process. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Once again, too late. All the people who were hanged really appreciate it. Hanged and pressed. Yep. So, obviously, through this treacherous fucking time, there was a lot of damage still lingering in the community. Mm-hmm. However, even after Massachusetts colony passed legislation restoring the good names of the condemned and providing financial restitution to their heirs in 1711... I'm great a, a good start yeah so the vivid and painful legacy of the salem witch trials endured well into the 20th century when arthur miller dramatized the events of 1692 in his play the crucible mm-hmm. and used them as an allegory for the anti-communist witch hunts led by senator joseph mccarthy in the 1950s Great. So, yeah, that's that. Makes sense. Um, I really enjoyed The Crucible, honestly. I like a play. A lot of people don't like to read plays because it's very different narratively than a regular novel. But I like plays. I just don't remember reading that in high school. Yeah. Hmm. I really don't. I really don't. I We read it. I'm trying to think, like... It was probably sophomore year English we read The Crucible. Maybe. I don't know. But it's hard for me to recall exactly how sections of high school English were, like, split up Mm -hmm. into, you know, we're doing, for the next, this unit we're doing Shakespeare, next unit we're doing American, then we're going to do British. I don't remember how that went, but I liked The Crucible. I liked the film, too, but, you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, but the Double Double Toil and Trouble, fun fact, is from Macbeth. <laughs> I knew that. That's one we read. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's awesome that you read Macbeth in high school. We didn't read Macbeth. We read Julius Caesar. We read Romeo and Juliet. Um, I don't think we read Romeo and Juliet. Really? I don't think so. We did Hamlet, obviously, and um, we did Midsummer Night's Dream, a handful of others. Richard III, I think. We probably did more. I don't have a great memory of oh, yeah. my really a lot, so. Oh, yeah. It's I don't fun. know. We didn't read as much Shakespeare in high school as I really think there should be a specific Shakespeare class in high school. Yeah. Because when you go to college, you're you're going to take a Shakespeare class mm-hmm. and it's just easier if you are already familiar at least with how to read Shakespeare. Yeah. You're not going to get that in public school though. No, you're not. No. In the event that I get my teaching certification and I become an English teacher, 
my students will know how to read Shakespeare. There you go. And to goddamn hell with the powers that be in the education system. It's not because it's Shakespeare. It's reading that type of writing. Because it's wildly different. Oh, absolutely. So learning how to read it is the important part. Not because it's Shakespeare. Just knowing how to understand it. Yes. The tempo, the cadence, that kind of iambic pentameter tone is different. Mm -hmm. Anyway, whatever. That has nothing to do with Salem. Okay. So Salem now. Um, Actually, I think the town of Salem, what is now just Salem, Massachusetts, is basically like a shrine to the Salem witch trials. Mm -hmm. People still go there. There's museums. There's all kinds of shit there. So in August of 1992, that would have been the 300th anniversary of the trials. Nobel laureate Ellie Wilson dedicated the witch trials memorial in Salem. So I'm guessing that's a monument. Probably. Like the Lincoln Memorial. But also in Salem, there's the Peabody Essex Museum, which houses the original court documents. That's the town's most visited attraction. I can see that. Mm -hmm. And the Salem Witch Museum uh, attests the public enthrallment with the 1692 hysteria. So there's a bunch of stuff you can go there and see now. I want to go. Like, really bad. How far away is that from us? Um, to find out. I'm going to guess 1,500 miles. 1,448. Hell yeah! It's only (laughs) a 21 hour and 50 minute drive. That's not that much farther than driving to Virginia, Mm -mm. which I have done. And it takes you through Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, the corner of Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and then... Massachusetts. Dude, we should do that. I mean, I, I've i been to Illinois and Indiana. I'd want to hit, like, Pennsylvania. Like, even stop and go <laughs> down into Pennsylvania. Like, drive past Bam Margera's old castle house. Oh, yeah. And then, like, drive up the coast to Salem. Yeah. Yeah, you could make that road trip, like, really fun. Oh, yeah. We could make that road trip really fun. Like, we could probably go from where we are just straight through Illinois. I think it takes you through Kentucky and not Indiana. Kentucky, West Virginia. And then hit, like, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, and then Mm -hmm. through there. That'd be awesome. That would be fun. That would be really fun. Kentucky is kind of a boring place to be. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Louisville, Kentucky, and it was Same. like fine. We weren't we didn't stay there. We were passing through. Yeah, I've only ever like that's been the spot to stop mm-hmm. when you're going to or coming back from Virginia. Yeah, that's about the halfway point between here and Virginia. It's a drive-through hotel place. Yes. Yes. I mean, is. if you're from Kentucky, I'm so sorry. I'm sure there's a lot more, but I mean, we are from Missouri. We can say it. Oh, yeah. There's not shit to do here. We are considered a flyover state. Yes, 100%. Most people don't even know Missouri is still a state. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, eh, you know, I don't feel bad. Sorry, Kentucky, but we don't feel that bad. We love you. 
Yeah, if you are from Kentucky and you listen to the show, we love you. We love you, and if we come through there on our road trip to Salem, we'll let you know. We're going to go on a road trip to Salem someday. We'll make plans. We're definitely going to do that. Honestly, it would not cost us that much fucking money. No, we're pretty low maintenance. We are low maintenance bitches. Yeah. Taco Bell, water, Cheetos. charged phone. Yeah. Bro, last night when Haley and her boyfriend Kyle were over. Yeah. We got pizza and Haley wanted stuffed crust. I wasn't really, I was hungry, but I was more like snacky hungry. Yeah. So I had some flaming Hot Cheetos. Okay. And a slice of pizza. What, were they Cheetos? No, they were flaming Hot Funyuns. Okay. When I got to the crust, shoved flaming Hot Funyun into that stuffed crust. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, Game changer. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> no, I, it was delicious. I just don't like flaming Hot anything. Oh, gotta have it. I don't like flaming Hot Cheetos because I want my Cheetos to taste like cheese. Mm-mm. I've never eaten Flaming Hot Funyuns, but if I don't like Flaming Hot Cheetos, I assume it applies to the Funyuns as well. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. So I just don't want to be in pain when I'm eating chips. There are very specific foods that I like to be spicy, like Thai food, uh, wings, chicken sandwich. Those things I want spicy. It was so good. So good. I'm I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. (laughs) I'm so glad that you did that. I had egg rolls for dinner last night. That sounds great. Yeah, in the air fryer. An egg roll in the air fryer is like the shit. Mm. Damn. Yeah. We are at the last paragraph of this, we, though. We really are. And it doesn't seem like it's been that long. It hasn't. We've only been recording for an hour I and know. 11 minutes. I don't feel like you picked me up at 1130, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> shit, dude. So sorry. Uh, I, Whatever. It's... It's totally fine. This day was basically open. I am going to go bake some shit, um, but that's not going to take me long. So, anyway, so that's Salem now. Everyone should go, but don't go when we plan to go because we want it to ourselves. As much as we love all of you, we also don't love to be around people. Yeah, we can't go in the fall. (sighs) Fuck. We could go, like, very late fall. Like, November? Past Halloween. Like, instead of staying home for Thanksgiving, we'll just go to Salem for Thanksgiving? Like, I'll have my mom pre-make enough Thanksgiving food for you and I to eat on the way. Oh, shit! I can't go a year without her stuffing. Yeah, we'll we'll gravy. I'll just bring a tureen of gravy. Hell yeah. We'll put it in the cup holder. And I'll just like be driving and dip my rolls just straight we'll in the We'll eat our Thanksgiving dinner on the way to this place that these colonists just absolutely destroyed. Yes. I think that Thanksgiving, that week will be the time to drive to Salem. Yeah. All right. It's on the books. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing it. All right. So now that we're at the end... We may have possibly found the cause of the alleged convulsions, delusions, screaming, writhing, all of the symptoms of bewitchment. There could be an explanation for this shit. Okay. So, in an effort to explain through science the strange afflictions suffered by those bewitched Salem residents in 1692... 
a study published in Science Magazine in 1976 cited the fungus ergot found in rye, wheat, and other cereals, which toxicologists say can cause symptoms such as delusions, vomiting, and muscle spasms. If wheat caused this, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. So basically, that, that's what they're saying. There was this fungus that occurs in wheat, rye, and other like grains. So they were tripping. So they were tripping. They were just fucking high. Damn. God damn, dude. I'm just going to start calling high people bewitched from now on. Dude, you're so bewitched. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good story. And also really terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Jesus. Oh, man. So what are our final thoughts? Ridiculous. I am a witch. Could be. Don't say it, though. Whoops. Maybe something will awaken inside of you once you arrive in Salem. You know what? That's true. I have been avoiding my heritage, my birthright, and it will awaken when I step on Salem soil. That could very well happen. Yeah. You know, I have routinely blamed my parents for not being British my whole life. Because... I mean, I know exactly where my dad's side of the family comes from. Mm-hmm. Have those records. Uh, my mom's family, not so much. Yeah. We'll just have to jump on that. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. Um, Right off the bat, the fact that the name Paris with two R's is in my family is concerning. Yeah, well, call grandma. Fuck. I w- I'm going to call my grandma as soon as we're done and be like, excuse me. Are we on the wrong side of this? Because I need to know. If you are, I don't know if you can go to Salem. I might just like you'll have catch to go on undercover. Fire. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. All right. So I think if you're now sitting there wondering um, how you can help us, since we've kept you entertained for about an hour now. Yep. Rate us if you can. Five stars. Please do that. Um, write us a review if you can. Even if it says... Yo, what up? Yeah. If you can't do those things, just share us. Share us on your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever. And uh, we'd love you for it. You could do that duet thing on TikTok with one of our videos. You could. That would be pretty sweet. And just sit there. You don't have to do anything. You could be like, what up, witches? There you go. and Haley and Ariel we love you so very much fellow witches we love you that's right down to the very bottom of our tiny black hearts yep okay well this has been real and now we are gonna go find something else to do Mm -hmm. or nothing else to do Yeah, it's been kind of a weird day. It has been a weird day. Went by real slow at first, and now it's gone by real fast. 
I know. And now I have to, I just remembered again that I, I have to take you home. Yeah, now Maddie has to drive <laughs> me home. Oh, that's fine. I like to, you know, drive. It's fine. And you live one minute away, so. Exactly. Okay, you guys. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. And now we have to leave. So, in the meantime, please be kind. And stay weird. Okay, goodbye. Bye.